One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, happy Bank Holiday Sunday. And welcome, of course, to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, there's only one place we can start, and that is, of course, Old Trafford, where the mighty Man United beat, of course, the very difficult Norwich... Oh, we're starting there, are we? Okay, fine. That's at Wembley, as Liverpool put their place in the FA Cup final after beating Man City 3-2. Here's the best bits from our coverage with the former Liverpool midfielder Ray Houghton and the former City winger Trevor Sinclair on TalkSport. Ball thrown in by Alexander Arnold. That's the last act of yet another chapter in this epic rivalry between Manchester City and Liverpool. On this occasion, it's Liverpool who win the game. They want to win trophies. This manager wants to win trophies. This team wants to be successful. I really question. Here goes Klopp. He's punching the air. And the Liverpool fans are loving it. He's gone charging towards them, sprinting towards them. Cups his ears. Punches the air again, a big uppercut from Jurgen Klopp, and walks back calmly. What an absolute brilliant for the Premier League he's been, Jurgen Klopp. Over the course of 90 plus minutes, there's no doubt the team that's gone through the final deserved to. Liverpool reached the FA Cup final for the first time in 10 years, and in doing so, they end Pep Guardiola's treble hopes and keep alive their ambitious drive towards all four major trophies. Listen, they've got a better chance than anyone else at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> they've got one and they're in the final or another, so you see... But will they do it? That's no, the I don't think they will. Really? I, like, I just think that at some stage there'll be a game that doesn't quite go their way. You know, you talk about Liverpool and all action, excitement, rock and roll. When you talk about City, you talk about controlled, elegant, dominating... Because but they're so successful, both of them. Two different, completely different models, but they're both equally successful. I just think when you get to finals and semi-finals, it suits Jurgen Klopp's side better. Jurgen Klopp promised they would go all in at Wembley. They did that right from the start. They spun the roulette wheel, brought back the big hitters, and it all came up red. I question them at half-time. You know, did they really want to play for the, the Manchester City crest? Did they really want to be out here? Have they got pride in their performance? I would have made them stay on the pitch as well. I wouldn't have made any changes. Go out and put that pile of rubbish that you've just put in, that performance in the first half, put that right. What on earth is Pep thinking, seriously? I think at times, I think he wants them to own that performance, that first 45-minute performance. You know, I get that, but you've got to win the game, Trey. I understand that, but he's got, he's got different principles to us. Why he didn't bring on one or two players a little bit earlier, I don't know. 
because that could have been the difference for them. The whole team, to a man, just weren't on it in that first half, and that was the biggest difference. It was a pulsating game. These two have produced magical moments this season. They've been a credit to the Premier League. They've been a credit to the, the, the clubs and what they're, they're about as, as teams, as professionals. It's been another exhilarating game of football. Look, Liverpool might not chase down City in the Premier League. They might meet them again in the Champions League but they have managed just about to get the better of them in the FA Cup semi-finals. Do you know what, though? I think after losing today in the manner that they played in the first half, it will refocus them. If they didn't have that second-half performance, I would have said this could damage the confidence, the belief, the momentum, the spirit which they showed on Wednesday night. This could undo all that hard work and all that trust in each other that they had. The second half, they, they, that belief will be there. And they will return on May the 14th for English football's favourite cup final, the FA Cup final. And here's the best reaction on game day. Your verdict with Faker others and the former Aston Villa captain Gabby Agbon Lahore. Man City will be disappointed, but I think this is going to make them even stronger for me, Manchester City. Know why they're letting Liverpool win the league. Know why they're letting them win the treble. I just can't see that happening. City look poor. They look really poor to me. Very ragged in the first half. To be honest, I don't know what the game plan was. Always I try to to put the players, like in these circumstances, that many games every three or four days, the players they don't play regularly and they show it in the second half what they are capable, capable of. I was strangely confident going into today's game because we've got such a fit squad, a, a you know, strong, deep squad now. And I think we had gears to go to if we needed them as well. Uh, I think the, the scoreline flattered them big time. Yes, and we need a special performance. Huh? So it's not that we ever since I'm Liverpool had an, like an easy route to any kind of things we won. I'm really disappointed because I think Guardiola is a bottle job. He bottled it in the Champions League final and he's bottled it again tonight. We were close. Unfortunately, we scored the second goal late. But we had scored like the two or three chances before. So everything could happen, but we had our moment. You still want Liverpool breathing down your neck. I mean, the confidence that them players have got, the competition for places. So that competition for places is what Liverpool have needed. And now they've got it in them to win the quadruple. He's changed the team because he's afraid to lose and Klopp's not, he's not scared to win. That's what's happened. He's changed the team again. Well, we try to, you know, to in some areas to press them, to push them, to be aggressive. But we could not do it. And that's why it was, was difficult. He bowled against Liverpool because he knows Liverpool are the better team. And he's changed the team because he's got, he's got an excuse to lose. Absolutely buzzing. Like, seriously buzzing. Today, obviously, the first half was one of the best halves we ever played. If we start playing at our best every game, we'll, we'll be back to where we were back in the old days. We never thought game over or whatever. We knew City um, is still there. And then, obviously, with the really, really early goal in the second half, what we scored now last week, they did it today. It opens up the game, and then it's, it's clear. If I'm a betting man, fight, honestly, I feel like putting a little bit on the quadruple because they've got everything in their squad to do that. That they were as good as they were in the second half makes the, the, the victory even more special, to be honest. This is when you arrive in that position, is like this. Do you think saying something here in a talk of sport right, is going to change something? Absolutely not. It's going to have no bearing on the psychology whatsoever of the league title. Like you said, it'll just allow you even more to go and win the league. The interest is not the players. The interest is... We play in that game, how many audience we have or how many benefits will we have. Games against City and us is like like our waves. So on always you if you have on top of the wave you have to use it. If you're a bit down, you have to make sure you don't concede. We will not affect. 
It's different competitions, Premier League seven games, and now recover two days and training and prepare bread. Who cares? It's not about me thinking we can win everything. I'm over the moon that we won today without having an idea if we can win against Chelsea or, or Crystal Palace in the final. Elsewhere, the race for the top four took another twist as Spurs missed the chance to cement their place in the Champions League spots with defeat against Brighton before Arsenal wasted a chance to close the gap after losing to Southampton. Both games, of course, were live on the TalkSport network. Lalana inside the penalty area, back towards Trossard, six yards out, he's done it! Leandro Trossard was surely the winning goal for Brighton, and it's absolutely deserved. Just how big could that goal be in the top four race? Spurs not clearing inside the penalty area, and Trossard was there to take advantage, and for the first time in 41 years, Brighton are about to win at Spurs. Many times can happen that if uh, you're not able to go to win a, a game, you're not to lose. <laughs> you're not to lose. And I think this is the, the best lesson that we can learn. Really, really proud of everyone connected with the club, especially the players. They, they give everything today. And there goes the full-time whistle. And it's Brighton and their supporters who celebrate. But this, a damaging day for Tottenham Hotspur. And the top four race has yet another twist. There was optimism in the air. The sun was shining. You thought that the Spurs uh, machine would continue. It hasn't. Four consecutive victories. And then not just a defeat today, Dean Ashton, but a flat defeat. They have done themselves such a disservice. That was what's so disappointing about this Tottenham performance is, yes, it was flat, but they just had no answer. We know very well that we have to show until the end that uh, it will be very very tough and uh, we have to to deserve uh, to to get the best possible result uh, at the end that's what surprised me and, and even their top stars didn't seem to want to do anything different they just kept doing the same thing and brighton just controlled and bossed the game and they once again they're throwing the top four wide open we have to try to continue and we are in uh, in this race it's a big big result for the top four race. For sure, there is a big uh, disappointment uh, uh, for me, for uh, for my players. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, we have to learn. Here we go. A chance to go six points clear before Arsenal even play. What a great chance. And they've just... You can see everyone walking away. They're so flat, everyone in here. They have to be every game a final. I understand also that sometimes you feel also, no, a bit of pressure because... Uh, you want to win, you want to get three points. Sometimes the pressure can make your legs uh, heavy. We lose against teams like Burnley, Southampton and Brown. So it wasn't really a surprise to me. I'm not one of those Tottenham supporters who's living in the 60s when we did the double. Every time they seem to get a little bit of a edge against Arsenal and Manchester United, they throw it away. All eyes on Peter Banks, who's waiting and blows the full-time whistle at St Mary's. Who the hell wants fourth place in the Premier League? Extremely disappointed because anybody that watched the game could probably not believe the result, but um, is what happened. Southampton win, and the South Coast issues a double choke slam to the Chokers seeking fourth place. It was Tottenham earlier against Brighton. Now it's Arsenal 
and Southampton. There wasn't a ruthlessness about them. There wasn't a, a clinical sort of um, air about Arsenal at all. But again, Arsenal fall short. The story of the last fortnight or so, and it's the same questions once again. Where was the leadership? Where was the quality? Where was the character? From Arsenal's point of view, you wouldn't say it was a terrible performance. You wouldn't say it was a bad performance, but it, it wasn't intense enough. And Arsenal have lost three on the trot in the Premier League at precisely the wrong time of the season. There's life deep in, in results and in forms in, in certain periods in matches, but we have to continue to do. Again, one less uh, game to play and the situation hasn't changed. That's nine times now this season Arsenal have conceded first and they've lost eight of those games. So that'll tell you something in the bigger picture. We didn't put the ball in the net because Fraser Forster was exceptional and because we didn't show enough quality and, and um, goal threat in, in those moments. Arsenal have to lick their wounds once again and after the initiative was passed to them by Brighton, they failed to take it. It looks like it's going to be a lot of uh, turnarounds because people go and say, OK, you have this fixture, you will win it. And in the Premier League, it doesn't work like that. And everybody's suffering to, to win matches. And, um, and we have to pick ourselves up and do what we have to do. It seems like whoever gets that four places will be by default, not because you've gone on a, a real run towards the end of the season. Spurs, doing a Spursy today, bottle jobs. Then Arsenal, seeing that result, you'd think, if I'm an Arsenal player, you know what? That's going to make me want to win even more. We can bridge the gap. They lose. I, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear that the keeper was outstanding and we should have scored. Put the ball in the back of the net. As much as we keep looking at fixtures and what the results are going to be, these, these teams are like they could lose any game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Elsewhere, the mighty Manchester United are now just three points behind fourth place Spurs after Cristiano Ronaldo scored another hat-trick in their 3-2 win over the mighty Norwich could win that at home. Here's all the fallout from that game at Old Trafford. 
Manchester United three, Norwich two. Ronaldo's hat trick, the final goal, a 25-yard free kick. Won it late on after Dowland Pukki got Norwich back level. Norwich had chances, they couldn't take them. United three points off the top four. It's Manchester United three, Norwich two. I don't think that we need to speak about Cristiano's. Uh performance today another hat-trick made the difference once again the whole squad of players at Manchester United needs changing you look at the team today you know all of them players none of them would get into a Chelsea team Man City team or Liverpool team that says enough for me to know that Manchester United have got a lot more problems the fans aren't buzzing about a win against Norwich they're not at all Um, they're sort of accepting what Manchester United are right now they're a million miles off it um, I mean Wan-Bissaka will be gone Dallow's not good enough. Teller's not good enough. Lindelof not good enough. Varane doesn't look like the player that um, Real Madrid had for a long time. You know, Cavani, he, he's fit for Uruguay, but then he's not fit for Manchester United. You know, there's a lot of problems in that squad. To be honest, we could have scored earlier than we did concede the first goal. We could have conceded a goal earlier than that. And uh, that's why I'm not really happy with our performance uh, when we were not in possession of the ball. If Arsenal and Spurs let this shocking Manchester United team beat them to fourth, honestly, if I was their manager, Faye, I wouldn't even give them a summer off. I'd be like, you're in. If Spurs don't want top four, like they're showing, Arsenal don't want top four, I think it should be given to someone else, Faye. Oh, you know. what, who, Aston Villa, by any chance? Yeah, why not? <laughs> because Spurs, Arsenal and Manchester United don't look like they want it. And we end today's podcast by continuing to pay tribute to our TalkSport colleague, Nigel Pearson, who incredibly sadly passed away suddenly at the age of just 52. Here's Adrian Durham, Jim Proudfoot and Ian Danter, who have all been talking about their good friend and colleague. You don't need me to tell you how brilliant he was at his job, excelling on TalkSport, whether reporting on Saturdays, commentating on big games... Or joking around as a guest on Hawksby and Jacobs. He's the reason you can blame him for why I'm at Talk Sport because it was him that gave me the heads up that there was an opportunity at the station back in 2004. Difficult to get your head around the loss of somebody that's so respected. He could handle serious stories, he could keep it light, he always struck the right tone, found the right words, and he always called the moments so well. I'm indebted to him for that alone, but I'm more indebted to him for the the friendship, having known him for over 20 years. And, and the, the person that came across on air was so genuine. You know, the suddenness of it is has taken us all by huge surprise and we're devastated. He hosted the Around the Ground show for a year, coming up with his own brilliant catchphrase at 3pm every Saturday. That's right, it's our favourite time of the week. It's really hard. I'm trying my best to put this into words, Max, but it's incredibly hard because he was just the best of all of us, Nigel. I personally am going to really miss him. He was humble despite being super talented. He could report and commentate. He could interview. He excelled in different sports and the people in those sports loved him. Darts and Speedway, Nigel Pearson was the voice. If Nigel was doing the, the darts on, on Sky and the talk sport crew were in the old office at Hatfields, one of them would send Nigel text on, go on, give us a right place, right time, Nigel. And no more than 30 seconds later, right place, right time. It was suddenly dropped into the commentary. I want to give you a glimpse of the real Nigel Pearson, the family man who loved a pint at his local. He enjoyed a weekend away in York. He loved West Brom, yet was respected at Wolves. He savoured a trip to watch his rugby league team, Featherstone. And he loved reminding me of Featherstone beating my Hull FC in the 83 Challenge Cup final. I'm going to remember him for his smile. 
because whenever you went into a press box, whenever you saw him, uh, he was always this big, beaming... You would look forward to spending yeah, the day with him, wouldn't you? Absolutely. He'd drop a brief text to someone he'd worked with saying, well done. He'd message me saying he thought one of the new reporters was really promising. Things he didn't have to do, but he took time to do it, and it meant so much. Whenever I used to see him at a game, the first thing I would say is, Nigel Pearson, that's right. And he would immediately reply with, no mistake at all. And then we'd just talk <laughs> in this ridiculously loud voice for about a minute and a half. And then we'd, we'd get that out of our system and start talking normally as mates. He was always think of other people, put them before him. With Nigel, there was something deeper, something more caring, something special and rare. You cherish those little moments with people like Nigel, even though you've only got five or ten minutes in his company before you have to you know, switch your own equipment on and get working. But, oh, God, I, I'm, I'm going to miss those so much. Listen, Nigel was a, an outstanding broadcaster. To be the commentator that he was in one sport is exceptional. To be able to do it in three is quite extraordinary. But he was every bit as good a bloke as he was a broadcaster. He cared. He took care of people. He took time to take care of people. And I'm so glad I told him on New Year's Eve he was one of my favourite people on the planet. Oh, God. He's, uh, he, I, I'm still trying to process the fact that he's gone. Mm. It's, yeah. it's really hard to process. That it, and I feel so much for Kerry, his wife, and his daughter, Sarah, and his two young sons, Liam and Jake. We've lost a wonderful human being at a time when the world desperately needs wonderful human beings. He loved TalkSport. He loved Saturdays. So today, Nigel, this one's for you, pal. You will not find a single bad word said about Nigel Pearson. And it's not... And it's not said just because he's not here anymore. It's because he was a kind, genuine fella. And, um, yeah, I'm going to miss him an awful lot. I know how we all feel. I can't imagine. just can't imagine how they feel. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm back tomorrow afternoon at 5pm on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside former Aston Villa man Andy Townsend taking your calls on the weekend's football. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you have to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good one, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.